0: Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, a weekly look at the world of hockey with your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick.
1: All right, so do you guys remember my question?
0: Do I ever?
1: Uh
2: (laughs) Uh-oh. Someone did some research. I may have done a little bit too much research Uh um, because I think you struck at my heart with this question.
0: Well, should sure. we restate? The, should we restate the question, or do we just want to play? Uh, it
1: I, can, I can restate the question. So my question was, what is your favorite jersey of all time? It does not have to be a hockey team jersey, but it does have to be a hockey jersey.
0: Mr. Clark, I cede the floor to you.
2: Okay, so that little qualification, Cassie, that you just put at the end, may have changed my answer. <laughs> Because off the top of my head, I might might go with the Pawnee Rangers geeky hockey jersey, um, because that thing was a work of art. Uh, But no, my planned answer was actually the 84 through 2001 Philadelphia Flyers away orange sweater. Um, It was probably the it was the second uh, jersey that I fell in love with. And yes, I will use the word sweater and Jersey interchangeably because. Um, you F want to, <laughs> um, but no, it was for its time, and uh, you know when hockey was very unwatchable on television. Now it's moderately unwatchable. Um, thank you, HD. Um, it always stood out. It was always easy to read numbers uh for me on uh, you know tiny little tube televisions uh as a kid growing up and it just looked different from every other team in the league outside of Hartford. Like Hartford stood out but in all their look was kind of boring. It's just they used a color no one else did. That didn't interest me. It wasn't and I had an affinity for the color orange as a child. But mm. um I think everything that they've done since has been um a step below and I, I just think it was a great look.
1: Mm. Okay, hmm. Patrick.
0: I'm going to raise some ire here. My, um, I think my all-time favorite is the 2001 to 2007 Oilers thirds. The, oh uh, yes. The the Pat, I wore. That's the one I wore on draft night one. Mm-hmm. That that classic Todd McFarlane design with the gears and the oil drop and the dark blue, yes,
2: I love that. Yeah.
0: Followed closely by the Liberty, the uh, Rangers third oh, uh, had yeah, the Statue I did like of Liberty, that one. yeah. yeah. That one. And followed very closely by the Columbus Blue Jackets thirds. I just freaking love those. The the sort of off white and that little bit. Puttery kind of color blue that they've got on those those things are awesome but all time has got to be that oilers third yeah a uh, short side story is i don't know if you remember this pat but when we were milling about outside at the quote-unquote fan fest um oh that's what that was yeah yeah that that thing that collection <laughs> of people that were looking for the way to get into the arena um and they had some mascots and bobbleheads there was um uh uh, photographer out there who was doing work for nhl.com and he's like oh my god i love ryan smith because mine is a ryan smith with the alternate a on there mm-hmm. and he asked if he could take a picture you know because he was looking for and this was more for him really than anything because he just loved that he loved that era and loved ryan smith and that third jersey so yes I, I i tried to bring the ones that were rare you know so i could get the and the weird looks and i got a few of those but yeah, that's, I, I love that. I know there's a lot of people that are just like, Ugh, Tom McFarland's not a graphic designer. And I'm like, oh, shut up. It's awesome.
2: <laughs> He's not conservative either, though. So. No, right. it, it, that, that's a fun one. It's, I think they kind of missed opportunity and they kind of ruined their look for several years
0: thereafter. Well, then wearing the construction cone orange ones right now it's just ridiculous see
2: and that's a problem so when you compare and contrast what they've done what i guess the islanders attempted a orange third jersey back in the early 2000s um you just need the right complementary colors you need bright white letters on the back because it'll soften the orange and you need a dark, and I do mean dark, contrasting color. So black works better than, say, you know, the the copper blue or whatever crazy uh, Crayola color Edmonton calls their blue.
1: So, so I went a little off the board. The reason that I put my qualifier in was because the uh, the jersey that I like best, and you know, maybe it's some regional bias i guess uh i really liked last year's and probably the couple years before university of washington's um, club team jerseys the the gold one in particular Uh, and the reason that i brought that up was because you know a lot of a lot of teams copy other teams especially like everybody below the NHL copies an NHL jersey. Um, And the University of Washington doesn't. Um, Some of the iterations of their jerseys actually mimicked the uh, football team jerseys. But last year's was um, in particular. And I really want to get my greedy little hands on one. This year's seemed to be a lot more yellow, but it was a it's a they didn't have a white jersey. They had their colors are purple and gold and they had a purple jersey, and they had a gold jersey. They didn't have any white. And I really like the gold jersey, probably because I look better in gold than purple, but but it's simple, it's iconic, it's very difficult to not make purple and gold look really tacky, ask ask the LA Kings. Um, And
0: That's not (laughs) not purple, it's forum blue.
1: Whatever. And, and it just really, despite the color scheme, looks really classic to me. Um, but if we're going with, like, proper, I suppose, quote-unquote, hockey teams, um, I'm going to have to go with the uh, Tacoma Rockets, their inaugural jerseys, um, because the color scheme was unlike any other, I think, in the entire league, except, I think. The Detroit Vipers, IHL, might have had the same color scheme at one point in time. But um, they had teal, red, black, and white. And um, really played up the Native American of the area, the Salish Nation's um, color scheme. And I know that they have moved um, moved on to Kelowna, and they've kept that color scheme. But then they changed the logo, and it was just kind of really... Not as great.
0: <laughs> as, as, then, as great as the Tacoma Dome just sitting below something that said Tacoma Rockets.
1: Well, the thing is, is that they uh, um, they copied a, a jersey from like the '50s, so they just added the Tacoma Dome. But I actually have the the. Uh, um, Kelowna did the throwback jersey which didn't have the Tacoma Dome in it, uh, and so I got one of those while they still had it.
0: The but... Great Wood Roof Tacoma Dome. hmm That's where I actually saw Wayne Gretzky play. Me too. Yep. Preseason exhibition game against the St. Louis Blues. Many, many, many moons ago. Many, many, many moons ago. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Leute versus Grant pure
1: Wow. But anyway, so so those were mine. I mean, uh, the it's more the color scheme for me for Tacoma, the Tacoma Rockets, than anything else. Um, They, uh, you know, and I know they did this intentionally. Like the Kelowna, uh, not Kelowna, the Kamloops Blazers mimicked the Edmonton Oilers. Um, The Spokane Chiefs mimicked the Montreal Canadiens. You know, that sort of thing. And um, and so when they came into the league, they didn't. And it was refreshing. And so <laughs> just kinda stuck with me.
0: Always have to find the awkward, don't you? Go out go outside the boundaries and find the weird. The mm-hmm. others.
1: Mm-hmm. So anyway. I just killed the conversation, didn't I? No, I, like... I was about
2: to say speaking of weird, number two on my list, and yes, I did make a top ten list and the order fluctuates every day.
0: <laughs> um should we do a Letterman countdown? No,
2: because I, I'm gonna get some uh I I have I, I expect some uh some some comments, but the old Atlanta Thrashers alternate baby blues with oh, Atlanta I... down the sleeves. Oh yeah. I love that jersey so much one because it pissed off 150 of the hockey men but two it was just it was unique that color stands out it was different from everything else in the uh, league and it really accentuates the logo like you were just describing how people are copying you know all these established nhl franchises but half of them their logos just kind of fade into the into the Jersey. It, it just looks like it's part of the stitching and not anything that really pops out at you. Whereas Atlanta had this, you know, Navy blue with uh, golden orangish bird with the stick. And it really popped off that blue Jersey. It, it just looked unique. And I liked that. It was asymmetrical that the sleeves didn't match each other. I mean, who needs TV numbers on both sleeves? Um it was just something different that I really loved.
1: Now I mean, I really like that too cuz I I mean I don't a lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't symmetrical.
0: People some people just don't get wabi-sabi.
2: No. maybe myself included, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> so keep
2: going. I'm um oh, down, you my, friend. you want me Oh god. Yeah. uh, Number three on the list is actually um, from the everyone's favorite junior hockey league, the QMJHL, um, the uh, Sherbrooke Phoenix uh, home jerseys. As I try and find a a picture to throw at you, they they have this crest that looks like it's taken directly from, you know, uh, Legend of Zelda fan site.
1: Oh yeah. No, I do like the logo. You're right.
2: It's one of the few teams that have really incorporated a, um, off white or a cream colored Jersey very well for my tastes. I think every other team that's done it, it just kind of looks like, Oh, you're just trying to create a throwback where theirs actually looks like a up to date. This looks pretty nice. Um, and obviously, the Geek MA kind of likes that. It almost looks like a video game logo. You know, unfortunately, the crest doesn't stand out quite as much as I'd like it to, but it's there. All right. So what was that? Number three. Um, number four is the black uh, Vancouver Canucks jerseys. I'm gonna stop at five.
0: No, that... you're not.
2: No,
1: keep going. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on.
2: As, as Patrick will tell you, I I was a responsible adult at the draft in Vancouver and did not buy a uh, a uh, throwback. Uh, Old, old school skate Pavel Bure number 96 jersey the uh, first hockey jersey I ever coveted um, and ever asked for it and I was never able to get one um, and then there was one sitting in my hands I had already you know, spent a lot of money that weekend so I was semi-responsible
0: oh, Boo Boo and- See, I just
1: Uh, can't get, I just can't, I I, I mean, I know why and I understand, but 96 just never fit Beret. It was always 10.
2: So, yes, he was always 10, but uh, when I really started to follow players, um, I was living in Syracuse, New York at the time, and the Syracuse Crunch was just kind of reborn as a franchise um, in the AHL. And they affiliated with Vancouver because Vancouver has something, you know, there must be some sort of provincial um, law that prevents them from picking an affiliate within 3000 miles (laughs) because they like something about, you know, long plane rides for goalies in upstate New York. But I digress. 96 was just kind of the number he switched to and he had two terrible seasons with it. Um, But I like that it was a number that he liked. It's sort of like Yarmir Yager wearing 68. It had this um, historical significance to the player. And September 6th was the day I believe Beret defected in 91. Don't quote me on that. But it, it was a number that held some significance. And Pat Quinn was the GM and coach or just the coach at the time the canucks and he wouldn't let beret choose that number and that's how he ended up with 10
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but when they signed uh alex mcginley mo ginley i always (laughs) i always enunciate his name incorrectly every time um when he came on he got to wear 89 so burry made the switch and i love players that you know they'll pay their dues and then when they've earned the right, they can change the number to what they want it to be. And I love
0: that. So the uh, the whole William Nylander effect.
2: Oh, I was cheering for Nylander so much because you know, those, let's be honest, those 34 games. Lindress had, they were good. They weren't rafters good, but no, I, I love that. He switched his number. Well,
1: Lindress signed off on it too. <laughs> I
2: don't know if you saw that tweet. Oh, well, I did, but he didn't need to.
1: No, I don't. You didn't need to. Um, it was just Toronto fans being Toronto fans.
2: Um, oh, we can get into. We'll do the jersey number episode at a later date this summer.
1: <laughs>
2: um, so what was that number four,
1: I said. Yes. Okay. Well,
2: okay. And number five. Just give
1: us your list.
2: Yeah. Um, Syracuse Crunch away jersey during their inaugural season. This was one of the jerseys that uh, Gordy Howe came back for, to get his, whatever record it was at the time, uh, to play in X number of decades, I believe, uh, black Jersey with kind of a, a teal blue and purple accents. It just kind of stood out for me. It's a lot about color combinations, not your basic red, black, and, and blue color schemes that we see, uh, reinvented.
1: Uh, I actually have a I have a game worn um, Syracuse Crunch jersey. It's their orange thirds from five years ago, I think. So it's uh, it looks like a college jersey intentionally. It's orange with white shoulders and blue lettering. Ah,
2: the the SYR jersey. Yes. Yes. Quite familiar with that one. Um, All right, number six, University of Maine. Number seven, University of Maine. I love both sets. Um, I think of all the college teams, uh, they kind of stood the test of time. They stood out. They had something that looked great and has aged well for me. Once again, the color schemes. Um, Although I would love to see them come up with a good black bear logo that they could put on the crest instead of doing the NCAA thing and just having the name. Um number eight, believe it or not, it's going to be one of the first sets of uh New York Islanders, uh uh the Reebok, whatever, oh, the edge uniform. Um oh, where okay. they went with the darker blue and then they yeah. kind of did the crazy uh arms where you're going from orange to blue to orange. I just like how they balance the colors and then they uh, took the four stripes that you see uh, on the stick of their logo and they put them on the shoulders to create this kind of subtle shoulder patch to commemorate the four Stanley Cup victories. Um, I just love I love little stuff like that that's not obvious and lo- not something that I have to put right on you know one of the the shoulder patches or 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 crests where you know, a captain's letter or a Stanley Cup final patch would go. I just like subtle touches that, like that. Other than you know, unlike when the Calgary Flames threw the Alberta flame or uh, flag on their shoulder, and it just kind of looks awkward and out of place. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. you like asymmetrical things, don't you? I I do. Yeah. I, I do. I, I, you know,
2: there's still a grid and there's still some symmetry, but they've they've learned how to break a few of the rules. And I am I at t- nine or ten. My, just my keep note. going <laughs> uh, omaha lancers black jerseys from the ushl from about three seasons ago here's another team with you may have noticed a theme but there's orange in their color scheme but they have a uh, uh a silver knight with orange letters as kind of their logo and they have it set against this really nice black jersey it's one of the few black jerseys i think that looks good because orange is a great contrasting color because it bright and it it pops out it's not a red which just kind of bleeds in and kind of looks muddy um it's not silver it just looked really sharp and um the last one i have is the also from the ushl the madison capitals uh white home jerseys uh i'll share some pictures with you guys but they just look for a red white and blue color scheme they just look sharp to me their logo looked good on it um and uh i'll just kind of leave it at that because that's number 10.
0: i I feel like we're missing the big sort of (laughs) pat's countdown list
2: <laughs> see i i could have a top 50 but you don't want me to go that far <laughs> um because you know i'm i a stand for hockey design and and colors and like Uh, Cassie, when you were mentioning the university of Washington jerseys, the first thing I did was, I don't know if these come to mind. Let me go to this, go to Instagram account of the company that's making all of the club hockey jerseys. I know of sure enough, they didn't make them. I was kind of surprised by that, but I, I I followed this company called rebirth sports out of, uh, the middle of the glove of Michigan's, the state Mm -hmm. of Michigan. Um, they make, tons of cool and crazy concepts and they've they've done most of the ACHA hockey uh, teams and their their Twitter accounts kind of like porn for me I'm not going to lie.
0: They uh <laughs> they did the University of Maryland club sweaters I think. Yeah. A yes, few
1: they... years
0: ago. Well, the ones that they were not allowed to sell and believe me I contacted the University of Maryland as an alum and went um, hi, I want one of those, please. Had the Maryland flag on there, and the the entire body was like the Maryland flag. And I'm just
2: God. Where where the two sides <laughs> shifted on each shoulders. Yep. Where, where you have the yellow and black on one, and then you yep. have that white and red on the other. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. I now the now yeah. Now Cassie, I know that's that's like um, uh, seizure inducing for some
1: people, mm-hmm. but.
0: I my second home is Balmorhan. I have Old Bay in my veins, even though I was only there for six years. I have no, no, I get no it. it I
1: understand I'm just saying like the fact that that Maryland likes to splash their flag everywhere, and it's like damn right, you know seizure inducing kind of you know. <laughs> Damn. That's right. all. That's all. It's, yeah. it's just the flag. It's not actually the fact that people want to put it on uniforms, although I question their sanity with that too. But it's the flag.
0: I have enough people questioning my sanity, go right ahead. You'll just, you know, you're just you're just another voice in the in the crowd on that one. Hey, what can I say? You know, as as the great Scotty was, we love where we're from, and even though I'm not from there. <laughs> I consider it my second home, damn it, and I'm sticking with it.
2: But the great thing about that this company, uh, John Buchagross is kind of a stand for them. He he's constantly wearing different materials on uh, whatever program he's on on that four letter network these days. Uh, but they really claim, you know, rise to social media popularity with their old. Uh, the old-looking uh, Oregon Ducks club hockey team with the kind of the the Donald Duckish logo
1: mm-hmm.
2: with the green and the yellow, and I, I got a kick out of that. And they may or may not be uh, redoing my uh, beer league team's jersey in the semi distant or near future, depending upon your point of view.
0: Okay, so since since you broached this subject, we missed an opportunity to have a friend of mine on who is much like you, a hockey design nut. Um, he's actually won. He's done a couple of designs. Um, actually, the San Jose State Spartans hockey team, I think, mm-hmm. is one of his. And then he also won. Um, he also won a San Jose Barracuda. Um, contest recently where they, it it was, I forget what it was exactly for. I'd have to go look it up and, and I doubt he's listening, but if you are Eric, I'm terribly sorry. I'm spacing it right now. Um, But he loves digging into those sort of details, kind of like you Pat about, you know, I like the color scheme, but I don't like the way they laid it out. Or if they darken this color, they raise that color. And and he he just always gets into Jersey jargon, as they like to call it. Um, my question to you, sir, mm-hmm. along those lines is is they it obviously sounds like they do. I I, I don't want to say contract work, but it's almost like contract work. So you're able to, you're able to provide a design and order through them,
1: customize. Yeah, not just the logo, but everything.
2: They they can kind of do it all. Um, you can provide your own. You can give them just some guidance, and they'll they'll walk you through a process. Um,
0: now now for the for the logo, are they screen printing or are they doing uh, a, a, an embroider or? Um, they I have seen uh,
2: samples of both. So okay. there is a beer league team out of Nashville called the Mighty Drunks. Um, they do different sets of, I think that they're up to their fourth set of jerseys and they're kind of the ideal beer league team. They're just having a little fun and, you know, they look good. And I will say they make stuff for
0: a very reasonable price. Okay. Cause I do have one of the, when the university of Maryland did their second set of club sweaters, um, they just did the standard white and black. I actually was able to get one of those Yeah, from that. So, so,
2: so I, I, you know, kind of become friends with this team and I have one of their screened, uh, completely sublimated jerseys. It looks good. It's a nice weight. Nothing wears, it doesn't take on stains, but then, uh, my, adult league captain um some people know him as the voice of pnc arena wade minner he he plays on a second team and they just got a fully stitched set so uh, you know uh i think they have triple numbers so three colored numbers each layer is individually stitched on on another uh name bar stitched crest stitched it looks really good really form-fitting Hmm. like it it looks better i think than some nhl jerseys at a fraction of the cost per player hmm. Hmm. i mean i'm talking less than a hundred dollars for a fully stitched piece of work and i was i was impressed by that quality too wow
0: yeah i know we've sort of really run off the rails and they're hyping up this company but i'm okay with it
2: <laughs> i mean well, if it they want to sponsor the show, right? Right. Well, That's I, was, what I'm saying.
1: I was just thinking about um, I uh, I had I got a um N W H L jersey, the inaugural season of the well now, now they're the Metropolitan Riveters.
2: Yes, the oh yeah, with the. It looks like they played on the Liberty head a little bit with the, the Rosie uh, Riveter Jersey. Or, yeah. Uh, oh,
0: yeah.
1: It's the Rosie Riveter Jersey.
0: You know, that was, that's number four for me. And the only reason it's number four is because they never did a full, like twill embroidered, like full detail. One of those.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I
0: agree. Yeah. Cause that, uh, that was just, Oh God. Yeah. Logo and design and color and layout and everything that that is an all-time epic but that's the killer for me i'm Mm -hmm. i'm a sucker for you know the the denseness and the weight and you know the detail and you can do some really cool stuff with some of the the threads
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um so anyway yeah sorry cassie
1: oh yeah well i I was just gonna say that the yeah they didn't they don't have any of that it's all um printed onto the material um but because it's a women's league, someone actually thought about it. They put their the the name at the bottom of the jersey back and not at the top because of ponytails. Yep. And so people can actually see. I mean, it's kind of in an awkward place, but people can still see what, what the uh, the name on the jersey is, even if people have, you know, women have their hair down. So.
0: It's, yeah, it's uh, very Europeans do that, too. In some cases. In other cases, they have the advertising bar below the number, but depends on what league you're looking at.
1: Right. So, but yeah, no. The of all the jerseys I wear in public, that is the one that I get the most comments on. It's like because every once in a while, you know, you walk outside and you're thinking, I don't want to wear a coat. I'll just throw on a jersey. You walk outside and you do your errands and stuff. That jersey is the one I get the most comments on.
0: Sorry, Pat just distracted me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I will say so. um, When things are going poorly in Carolina, we typically have one to two, what we call alternate sweater nights, alternate Jersey nights, where you are not allowed to wear anything from either team participating. And you, you have to pick something you got to bring something new and unique. So uh, one of those riveters jerseys is kind of a staple for a while. Cause there was actually a player from Raleigh who played on their inaugural team. Mm, so I have mm-hmm. a friend who got that Jersey. We have the Kentucky Thoroughblades.
0: Oh God. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep.
2: Which is that, that purple and green, almost eggplanty. It, it looks like a play on the mighty ducks, but very minor league esque. And I love it. Um, I have an old, just Irish, uh, Team Ireland uh, national team who will never ever ever compete in a real uh, IIHF tournament. They're
1: like they're like Division Three or something, right? Oh
2: yeah, they're terrible. They're um, like they're
1: like playing a, a UAE in, <laughs> yeah. in Singapore and stuff. Yeah,
2: um, I had I had a team where we had our jerseys look like theirs because we were sponsored by an Irish pub and you know when I was young and stupid and, you know, would go out on, uh, March 17th every year, um, I would wear that and I would just get all the reactions in the world because everyone thought that's the coolest looking thing ever. And then they would think it's dumb the next day, obviously.
0: <laughs> People, what a bunch yeah. of bastards. Um, <laughs> I think, okay. So I'll ask this. I know what your, probably your number one wish list has got to be the 96 brewery. Correct. Perfect. Okay. Cassie, do you have a number one wish list?
1: Um, no, not, not a number one. I've got like a vague idea of, but well, I guess my number one is the university of Washington. They're, they're gold ones. They're gold jerseys. I don't need like a name on the back. I don't need like a number. Well, I'd like numbers, but I, you know, that's that's actually really what, and then my number two or one A one B would be um, a jersey from the school I went to, Western Washington University, um, which they asked me twice to play on, and I begged off because I've got a bad ankle. Go but, Vikings! Go Vikings! Um, and so so those two, right now. After that, I don't know. Okay. How about you?
0: Um no see my problem is I'm one of those people that when I want it I go buy it
1: <laughs> So well, I was I trying mean, to I was trying to like talk to people and figure out how the hell I could get my hand, greedy little hands on these jerseys and, and nobody's like getting back to me on them so I have to go try again
0: I mean to, to sort of cut a little bit off of, or not cut off but sort of call back to what Pat was saying earlier about his number one before you put the qualifier on with a <laughs> Pawnee Rangers sweaters. Um I love a lot of what Geekies does. Geekies Geek. <laughs> Yeah, that I can not uh. speak today. Um I've got probably seven or eight of his his sweaters and they just it's the little details on all of them that kill me. There's you know the 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 Spaceballs one. Spaceballs the hockey jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and on the and on the back up um up on the neckline where the Reebok logo would be or whatever logo on most sweaters would be. He's got a Yogurt Athletic logo, and it looks kind of like the Under Armour logo, you know, with the, with the sort of big Y and then the A cutting over it. So it's Yogurt Athletics. It's just little stuff like that that I freaking love on all of his sweaters. So, you know, I I want... there's. There's a couple he did, and off the top of my head, I, I, I've got him saved um, uh, that he hasn't produced in quite a while that I want to get the next time they come around. But that would be it for me, because all the rest of them like, kind of tend to go by, unfortunately, which really makes my family mad, because that means there's nothing they can do for me at Christmas.
1: Tisk tisk.
0: But it,
2: it's better that way.
1: Just get
0: what you want. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of is. I just, I just say give money to the human fund and we'll be good.
1: Yeah.
0: Chicago All Saints Hospital. You can use the abbreviation. Wait for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's a 30 rock joke. I'll steal it. I don't care.
2: <laughs> Greatness borrow.
0: Genius steals. Damn right. Every, every artist is a thief and a magpie.
1: But is it a uh, um, – I can't think of the quote. Never mind I lost it. So the only the, – the, the other hockey thing this week that was somewhat of interest, I don't know if you guys saw the um, – oh, here's a, the hot take, Wagon. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the, the uh, commercial, I guess it was, of the guys skating on a, a dock in the middle of a lake.
2: No, um, I didn't. You guys I have not watched much TV. It.
1: Oh no, no, it wasn't on TV. It was a uh, um, nhl.com was like spreading this one around.
0: Uh well, it would have had to have been on the NHL network then. Cuz they love showing their own ads.
1: So, well, it okay. wasn't their ad specifically. Oh, okay. They were they retweeted here. I'll 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 grab it. So it was uh, um, an ad that was coming out of Quebec. I'm not entirely, like, sure. So it's one of those, if you build it, they will come kind of things.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Where this guy is, like, imagining... Um, and, of course, I don't have that on. This uh, There's got to be a way to skate on a lake in the middle of the summer. <laughs>
0: There is it's called a water skiing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so um and it's gonna take me a little bit to like find it, I think. But um because this was like Tuesday, I think it was. So I have to slog through the, the feed on NHL.com. But anyway, so they uh um brought in some they they put some of that fake ice the plastic sheets Mm -hmm. and put it on top of the dock and um had some some guys come out and skate on it and play a little hockey and and uh yeah so that was that was pretty much it and i can't remember what what day was tuesday anyway
0: (laughs) it was i'm gonna guess it was a tuesday (laughs)
2: Tuesday. i think it might have even been Wednesday wednesday somewhere
0: well, this is true. Or it could have still been Monday somewhere in the world, too. Yeah. Depending on when your Tuesday is. I've been listening to some weird books lately, so forgive me. Um, have you ever, Pat or Cassie, have you ever skated on that fake ice?
2: I have. I would not recommend it to anyone.
0: So explain to me why.
2: Um. So for, for its purposes it's actually a pretty ingenious product it's a it's like a manufactured plastic that's it's hard enough to 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 be solid you can't really break it with your hands but it's soft enough on the surface where you can actually shave down the piece of the plastic so there's some give to it like natural ice I can't stand the stuff because it gets everywhere in your gear, and it, it's sort of like pet hair, where once it's <laughs> infiltrated something, it's there for life. <laughs>
0: um, as 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 the um, I don't know um, as the cohabitant of an Australian Shepherd, I can confirm this.
2: Oh yes, I I I was a former caretaker for an Aussie, and. I got rid of an old bag hockey bag because it was falling apart, but sure enough, I still found a few strays.
0: Oh, God, yeah.
2: uh, In it till the very end. Um, it, it it's. I think it's kind of an unnecessary training tool unless you don't have access to anything else, like, um, like I've seen NHL players in their cottages at the lake that they, they set things up in their, their basements and you know what more power to you, but um, it works well for skate training. Um, but. Eh.
0: So that's what I was going to say. How is it to skate on? I mean,
2: it it feels pretty natural. It's not quite. Um, it doesn't feel like solid middle of January ice um where it's rock hard and you can kind of feel the give but your pushing stride feels just the same as it would on regular ice okay you you can feel the difference and after probably a two three minute adjustment period you you could probably play on a 200 by 85 surface and and go about your business and not notice too much of a difference
0: Hmm. um turning and cutting and that kind of stuff
2: Yeah. All the same, all the same. Um, as long as you know how to do those things, if you were a little kind of weak in the ankles, Ooh, you'd make some fun blooper videos. I I think, (laughs) Where I think, you know, unlike hard ice, you really need to know how to leverage your weight to to stop properly. This, I think you would get stuck. Okay. Almost like a quicksand feeling or as we call down here, um, ice in
0: july oh god yeah i can imagine with (laughs) the humidity and everything
1: they actually have ice up in july aren't they like you know doing maintenance on the rinks for that oh no
2: all the rinks in the south here are are private businesses so they can charge 350 dollars an hour for ice time year-round no oh Uh, yeah
0: god are you serious
2: oh i'm serious oh yikes Um, I will say the rink that I play at, which is the hurricanes practice facility. And I'm using air quotes cause I feel like I've talked about <laughs> oh, how it's ranked number 32 in the league. Yes. I said number 32. Uh, yeah,
1: Hasn't even been built yet.
2: Uh, and it's our, it's still better. Um, the ice has actually held up very well this summer, but the humidity of the building, you're, you're sweating without even wearing equipment.
1: <sighs> yeah, but, that's not good.
0: But eh, for the love of the game, I guess. You got to do that hockey.
1: Yeah,
2: well, it's kid, it's kids camps all summer, and well, try and sh- oh. stay in shape one way or another.
0: Yeah, I, the reason I was asking about that plastic stuff because I've always, I've always been curious about if those guys that put it in their cottages and stuff. If they do any different um hollow or anything different on their blades mm. because i mean i could I could imagine how fast you would shave that stuff to pieces with some of the blades that some of these guys use, you know the the real deep hollows,
2: yeah, I you know in an ideal world, I would have a set of skates specifically. F- or, or a set of steel specifically for that type of surface mm-hmm. and I wouldn't cross over, I would imagine your average hollow of, you know, a half an inch where, uh, I'm not going to go into the full mechanics, but basically you, t- you take a stone and if you were to draw a big circle, uh, the, the radius of that circle would measure out to be this half inch in, uh, or full inch in diameter, half inch radius. And that shape or groove on the piece of stone is what cuts the hollow in the skate. Um, and half inch is kind of the industry standard. And it's basically gives you just enough on each edge so you can kind of grip the ice. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you, when you're in colder climates, you want, you know, a deeper groove. So you want a smaller radius circle, so you're gripping the ice more down here where it's mush. Sometimes I like to keep mine very flat. I go up to like an inch, and I change mine throughout the course of the season because I'm a giant nerd. <laughs> um, and I know yeah, way too much. That. About, and I know <laughs> way too much about skate sharpening. Um, but I would definitely do something different between what I would use on ice and this surface.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I would get to. I mean, I've never been on it. Um so I don't obviously have any first-hand experience, which is why I decided to go ahead and and let everyone, you know, get involved in my 15-minute questioning of you, which probably put some people to sleep. But I but no. It shouldn't, damn it. Cuz yeah, I I was wondering about that.
1: I've never skated on it, but I've like touched it. You know, it's one of those, like, they have a sample of it, so you can feel it with your fingers and mm-hmm. see how it work Yeah, and and it's kind of got a greasy feel to it, an oily kind of greasy quality to it. Yes, but, yeah.
2: One of the ingenious things, the one shop in uh, our area, when they, they, they were working in a big enough space where they put a, a decent i would say 30 by 30 section of the synthetic ice together and on gear demo days where you could actually try out some stuff they couldn't always get access to a rink this was a nice alternative just to try out some skates or oh. to just do some dry land training also yeah. you could do some stick handling and do it in your actual skates during the summer
0: damn yeah cuz that's <sighs> I I'm gonna bemoan the loss of a number of things around this area, and one of them, and and this is many many years ago that this place was torn down, um, was a dedicated inline rink that used to be out by Snowhomish on Highway Nine. Cassie mm. you knows you head out of Woodenville on Highway Nine North towards Snowhomish. Um, at one of the main intersections on there used to be a dedicated inline rink. So the nice thing about it was, is they bought the old boards from the Seattle Thunderbirds. So it was a fully boarded environment and they laid a single slab of beautiful level concrete in there. And then that was before the sport court stuff started coming out. Um, because obviously around here with our limited number of rinks, um, The pickup games out there were always epic because you couldn't get pickup games around anywhere around here at a decent time. So that was my quote unquote dry land training. And they built um, one of those awning things over it so we could play year round. And it was absolutely fantastic. And I just, I loved just going up there and paying 10, 15 bucks and playing three or four games a night just for the hell of it. And I I just cannot stand, you know, because to me that's the one area those is is getting back into inline ranks. Because mechanically you're close enough, right? I mean there's obviously certain things you can't do like you can't do on ice, but not many. So you know, I, I miss it. You didn't have to go out there in full gear and you know you could go out and elbow pads and a tank top and shorts and some shin pads and be done and a cup
1: <laughs> <laughs> cups are required yeah, they had a they had an outdoor an outdoor inline rink um like four blocks away from where I lived in San Jose um, but it was always locked, and I could never find anyone to open it for me. <laughs> Not that I really wanted to be out there. I didn't have any skates, but the, I because a lot when I blew out my ankle, i was I was playing street hockey. And so I haven't been on wheels since. and um but yeah, I kept eyeing that with that. but that would be kind of nice cause the rink gets kind of slushy in the summer
0: <laughs> I, and that's and that's the other thing with me is in around here, and Pat, you may have the same problem is. Um, our rinks around here are horribly maintained. I mean, there is, I, I've been to the infamous Highland, which I don't think they've ever cut and resurfaced because every time I've been there, it's like skating on a waffle iron. <laughs> it is just unbelievably... The only rink I know around here they maintain with any religious intent is Olympic View because it's largely figure skating training. Or at least it was when it was built. It's still kind of seventy thirty figure skating stuff out there, and then Snow King or um, Kingsgate is okay, but it's you can still feel like you're uh, almost like you're skating um, on concrete. There's just too much. There's too much pebbling. On there, so that's why I loved that inline rink.
1: Sprinker in Tacoma is actually pretty good. They did, they they kept that up pretty well. Um, if you wanted to go to Parkland, <laughs> which of course you don't. <laughs> and, no, nobody and does. When I, yeah, well, if you don't have to, then don't go. Um, and then there was a when I was playing there, they had um, on the Puyallup Tide Flats in Tacoma. Um, it was strictly hockey skate. Uh, rink, just one rink in a warehouse that they had uh, renovated mm-hmm. and off of Portland Avenue and um, no figure skaters allowed. So there were no divots.
0: Yeah. Cause that's the yeah. thing about Olympic view is, is if they don't, if they don't do a full cut and flood almost after the figure, Oh God, the divots is just, it's awful.
1: Yeah, yeah when and, you... it, and this place was great. I don't know if it's still in operation. Um, Again, it's, I mean, it's just outside of Fife, Tacoma Tide Flats, we used to go over into Fife to get food, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they, it was, it was always cold, the guy who ran the rink was from Edmonton, so he like, was really fanatic about keeping the ice like perfect, and, and it was great, but, and the junior team went to come, had one, practice there too, but again, I don't know if it's still in operation.
2: Yeah, it's an issue we run into down here where you ask, you know, do they take the ice down? And it's so rare around here that only the predominantly figure skate rinks have been taken down over time, and it's just not often enough. I think most rinks should take ice out for at least one week a year and, you know, just start from scratch. Yeah. Um, You know, most rinks have a cement base underneath them. Uh, we have, uh, a twin facility. So one rink has a sand base, which is actually better for ice quality, but it takes a lot more upkeep. And then we have a, the adjacent rink in the same building has a, um, cement bottom. And so they use one specifically for figure skating and one, you know, more for high end hockey and the sand based one. There's just leaks from the pipes that the coolant is running through so you have all these random brown patches that eat up the paint um and it took them until this summer they've had issues going back a decade and they're finally taking the sheet out this year for the first time in about 15 years that this facility has been open it's kind of a joke but when you're a for-profit business and there's a scarcity of time versus the number of the amount of demand that we have in our area it's it's just going to happen
0: yeah i can't imagine it's it's easy for them to block out two weeks almost
1: in bellingham a... the rink in bellingham they uh, they had two rinks and they took ice out of one and made it into an indoor soccer area um but yeah they would shut down for a month they would. Oh. Yeah, they would shut down for a month. Usually, it was July, and that's why I mentioned the July like comment. Um, and they would have take all the ice out, and they would go through all the pipes and make sure everything was what it was supposed to be, and then they'd reflood it. <sighs>
0: Must be nice. It'll be interesting so, to see what they do in Northgate.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, better. <laughs>
0: Well if it's intended if it's intended to be a practice facility, um, I can't imagine they're gonna let the ice go to hell up there. So
1: Yeah, I can imagine they, they could.
0: I can also imagine it's probably like a thousand bucks an hour at that point too.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: sorry Pat, you were gonna say something? No,
2: no. <laughs> uh, I I would imagine that facility will be in pretty good
0: shape for quite some time at least until the team leaves oh god was that out loud again i'm sorry
2: (laughs) no but your logic is sound
0: damn i just ha ha go go gooey ducks
1: (laughs) sorry i couldn't resist
0: yeah go go gooey ducks Uh you have to say it like go go gadget arms so go go gooey ducks
1: no i don't i don't have to say it at all thank you yes you you
0: do yes you do (laughs)
1: anyway you were going to (laughs) say
0: i'm kind of out of things to play oh um i want to get over there before they start the full destruction because i will have watched that mall pretty much go up get completely renovated and expand and then built up around it and then get torn down So it's kind of like the Kingdom to me. (laughs) Oh yeah. I watched watched it get built, went to a few games in it, and watched it get torn down. So I like to be there at the Alpha and the Omega of things around here.
1: I see. Fun fact: I've never seen an NFL game, even though I've been to I had been to the Kingdom like numerous times.
2: Oh, I've never seen. You're not missing a thing.
1: No, I know I'm not. That's why, you know, I I still have it.
0: <laughs> I um I've never been to an NFL game. I just went to Mariners games there. Yeah, me too. And and we actually got seats down by because it was a kingdom. You know, the bullpens were right along the first and third base line, depending on what team you're on. We'd always get mm-hmm. seats on the home on the home side down there and heckle our own um, relief pitchers. <laughs> Because these are the heydays of the Mariners. <laughs> the Which hasn't 90s. changed.
1: I don't, I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah,
0: the early 90s. So, yeah. Not not that we're going to turn this into a baseball chat, but it was always fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See how sports are fun?
2: Or but something. you have
1: more than one. Yeah, but unfortunately, they're usually they usually take turns being good.
0: And exactly.
1: <laughs> you know? Well, we'll
0: we'll never be Boston. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh,
1: thank God you'll never be Boston. Oh my God. I
0: mean that <laughs> we should all aspire to that. Let's
2: be honest.
0: Well, I mean, not with not with our volume of Shawn's. And, and the Sean's <laughs> fighting and, and the Sean's fighting in the stands at, at Bruins games but uh, you know the we, we, I, I think I think Seattle likes to space out their championships we don't want to get you know too full of ourselves we want to give the fans enough time to go out and enjoy the the beautiful environment that we live in around here the lakes and those sorts of things before you know
1: taking it back in
0: yeah before we need to worry about rooting for a sports team go go gooey ducks
1: yeah we don't we don't want them to be you know stuck inside for too long because that's just cruel and inhumane give them time to go outside and and you know enjoy enjoy the rain
0: (laughs) i enjoy the rain i don't know whatever it gets on the rain about
1: no i love the rain i i get i get antsy if it doesn't rain after like you know two or three weeks this is what I'm saying.
0: So Pat, And we've, fallen into, I was <laughs> say, we, and we've fallen into Seattle Weather Communion. <laughs>
1: oh, At least we I, haven't started talking about Mount Rainier, right?
0: <laughs>
2: uh, no, I don't have that one on my bingo card this week. Darn it. Oh, yes, I do have a Seattle-based uh, or, or Washington State-based bingo
0: card for every episode we <laughs>
1: And Uh, you should print them out and hand them out to people.
0: (laughs) Post it on the Twitter feed, and maybe we'll give out a prize or something. (laughs) That'd be fun.
2: Um, So we talked jerseys predominantly this episode. So, all right, I, I, I think I'm setting up the next episode. Uniform numbers, and more importantly, retired numbers. What's one retired number for any team in the National Hockey League you think should have been? never gone up to the rafters to begin with.
1: We're going to make people hate us with this one, aren't we?
2: That's what I'm going for.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: And I'll just forewarn you, Patrick, I'm not going to go after the big one.
0: I know, because it's... Well, I know. That's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I didn't say that I wouldn't. Uh, Ooh! Dun-dun-dun! Okay. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. This has been the 3v3podcast, sponsored by Nobody.